This podcast episode from Oncology Data Advisor was recorded live at the 2023 American Society of Hematology annual meeting in San Diego. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit oncdata.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media for more exclusive content and interviews from the meeting. First question I wanted to ask you is if you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself and your research interest. Yes, absolutely. Pleasure to being with you today. Thank you very much for your invite, actually. Um, so my name is Fabian Müller. I'm a um, researcher. I'm a doctor, actually, by training and MD. Um, and we have been working for that particular um, research topic that you're covering today. So our main research is um, based on C19 CAR T-cells. Um, this is actually a, a T-cell that is modified with a so-called CAR. It's a chimeric antigen receptor. Um, that targets on the outside um, based on an antibody fragment um, CD19 on the surface of cells and it's located on a T-cell and on the inside of this CAR of this chimeric antigen receptor you have T-cell activating molecules. So what happens once the CAR binds to the target it actually activates the T-cell the that is carrying the CAR and the uh, T-cell the then fully executes what usually T-cells do, but most of the time T-cells need co-stimulation, which is already included in the CAR. So whatever binds then induces this very strong T-cell signal, which in terms of, of cytotoxic T-cells means killing and in help T-cells supporting the inflammation. Very broadly speaking, there is a lot of, of, of variants obviously in there, but that's the basic concept. Um, so what we are using is the CD19 cars, which then um, target B cells, but normally we use them in B cell malignancy. So BALL, CLL, so chronic lymphocytic leukemia and um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma are the first that we have treated. We have also now other targets and, and other um, cars, so uh, predominantly multiple myeloma. Um, but the CD19 cars we use we use in hematologic uh, hematologic malignancies, um, and that's where we have experience for a couple of years now um, in clinical broad clinical application five years probably. So we um, repurposed those CD19 cars for uh, a lupus patients, so systemic lupus erythematodus. Um, she had a lot of different treatment uh, thing like. She, she went through all the different um, treatment options there are, um, even experimental treatment options, and her lupus progressed within two and a half years to a life-threatening situation where the heart was about to fail, the lung was terrible, um, she had joint pain, she had serocytes, a classical symptom of the lupus, skin changes, um, fever, um, all the complement, um, the complement levels were low. So a, a very, very active, active lupus. Um, and then we decided to use the C19 car based on preclinical data and on a couple of findings that we know from lupus um, because she, she had a life expectancy that was really short, a couple of weeks to months. Um, and she said she can't do that anymore and she would try anything. So we suggested her um, to do the cars, which we by chance at the same time were allowed to produce at our facility. Um, so we have an... an um, a manufacturing license um, at our university clinic, at our department of hemato-oncology. And then we joined with a um, rheumatology department who sent us that patient. We treated her and it was quite impressive. We were, we were very scared initially that the patient is going to have substantial side effects because you infuse hyperactivated T-cells into a 
massively activated um, lupus that we didn't know for sure that it's B-cell driven. It could have just as much been T-cell driven at the time. Um, so it was really just a, let's see if it works um, but for the patient, really probably a dangerous situation, but she said she wants to take the risk. Um, so we thought we go ahead and do it. And we were super lucky, all of us, like the patient as much as we were. Um, because the lupus it was a massively active lupus with like their scores from zero to 25 and she had a 22, which is very high, um, was down to zero in activity within a month, which no other treatment achieves in lupus in that speed from such a severity down to zero. Um, and then we tried a couple of more lupus patients, um, and achieved the same, the same activity, um, went on to a couple of other uh, autoimmune diseases that are also thought to be B-cell driven. So it's systemic sclerosis and myositis. And all of those patients that we have treated, um, which are, so I reported 15 at ASH, um, all those patients remain at remission and um, are treatment free. So it's something that that was is unprecedented in, in the end because all of those are chronic diseases um, and with just one shot of CD19 cars plus lymphodepletion and a short chemotherapy before that um, we achieved substantial um, complete remissions um, and resolution of, of most of the symptoms. That's fantastic. It's honestly such like an inspiring study that I wanted to ask because you said like your team was scared starting this. What was you and your team's reaction to such like a positive outcome for these patients? It, you, you have to think of it, this are, it's a very special type of CAR-T. We produce that um, with a Miltony system. Um, and what happens is that different from most of the commercial cars, you put in fresh cells and you take them fresh out of the machine. And we usually infuse them in the evening. So between four and five in the evening. So we infuse those cars in the, in the late afternoon. And um, like there were a couple of people having um, sleepless nights. Um, so it was really just the question, does it actually work? What, what's going to happen? Um, and seeing this patient respond that quickly and doing so well, and there's a, a resolution of, for, for example, proteinuria, which all of us always thought that it's a, a, a permanent damage of the kidneys that happens in the lupus. It's all just gone. It's like, it's, it's something that nobody had, had ever believed is actually even possible. So we thought if we achieve a stop of the symptoms without any reversal would be already a major achievement. But the fact that they will just go back to normal lives is like just something very impressive for us. Um, so it's not just the, like it's the combination in the end, it's the depth and the speed of the remission that we achieve that is just super fascinating. Definitely. And what do you think this like hypothetical cure could mean for the future of treatment? Like with that, we are just super cautious. There is a treatment. So in some countries, Italy does that quite a bit. They even do LO transplant. So bone marrow transplant from an, a foreign person, right? HLA matched. Um, and then you have rates of 80% of long-term cure of those that actually make it through the treatment and have like achieve the remission, they have really, I want to say at five years, 80% are remission. We have autologous transplant where we transplant the own bone marrow, which likely achieves a similarly strong reset. Like we haven't compared it side by side, the T cell, uh, the B cell compartment and the T cell compartment, something that one should do. Um, but like the, the alternate treatments, 
achieve something that autologous achieves 50% at five years. So it's really also a very strong treatment. We are just not in a long enough follow-up to compare it with that. What, what I feel confident in saying is that we likely are not going to be substantially worse than the autologous. Um, at this point, none of the lupus patients has relapsed, right? So um, it looks quite good. Um, systemic sclerosis is the same thing. The autologous transplant is really strong, but it's very toxic also. So the systemic sclerosis patients, they really suffer from it. There is there is a lot to have substantial side effects from the treatment, whereas the cars, you give it, they have a little bit of fever and that's it. <laughs> it's really impressive how well tolerated it also is. So it's really this, this entire combination that is fascinating. Um, so we are careful to get back to your question. We are careful in saying they are cured because there's alternate treatment options where we've learned that after after two, three years, there's already a couple of relapses occurring. Definitely. And final question I want to ask is, I know you're kind of talking about your next steps and stuff. For anyone that's following this trial, because it's so exciting, what can like we look forward to, if I'm allowed to ask, for like the upcoming year? Oh yeah, that's that's a very good question to ask. So what is very important that is that this was not a clinical trial that was like, a, I, we, it's very hard to translate it because there is nothing like that in the American system. It's it's a little bit like a compassionate use, but different. Um, so it's, it's not really something that I can name so that you actually understand what we are doing but on a legal basis. Um, and it, in Germany, it just took us one and a half years to get the clinical study up and running, but now it is. We have started recruiting in um, July this year have already eight more patients treated and it looks really good. Um, so our our number of patients is rapidly increasing. Um, we have now this, like the phase one is pretty much the first eight, eight patients and we see whether there is new um, security issues. And if nothing happens, which so far it looks quite promising, um, we're gonna extend it with another 16. And the plan is now because our previous five plus the eight, we have solid panel of patients that we have treated with all three diseases. The plan is that we start reducing lymphodepletion. That's something we consider right now. So extension with, le with less chemotherapy to see whether we're similarly active. That's going to be very, it's a first step towards this critical question. Do we need the lymphodepletion before? It's not answered, but we can at least say it works similarly well with less chemotherapy. That will be a crucial step to move forward. Um, and that's what we are working on and what I can disclose of. I think those questions, do we need the CARs? Um, are um, bispecific antibodies not doing the job just as much? There is first study is going to start very quickly. Um, there is um, a couple of competitors like um, uh, Big Pharma in the end who have already started trials on lupus. So for us, it's really crucial to see that other people with other cars in maybe different genetic background, even so in, in different epidemiological fields, kind of reproduce our data. That would be super good for us because that just shows that it's not just happening here. So I think the confirmation from all these different companies, which will come up very quickly now, there will be interim reports fast because for the companies, that is a very crucial thing to happen also. So I think by ASH next year is going to be several reports on it. Let's see. Um, actually, ACR, American, um, the, the rheumatology meeting, um, that's a month, happens a month before ASH. So November next year, expect a couple of big things happening in the rheumatology field. Um, 
multiple sclerosis and other neurological diseases, that's going to be a, a, a game changer also. The preliminary results, one, one case um, was published just recently with C19 cars. So I think there is there is a lot happening in the field now. New molecules, new diseases. Think of it. You can you can just name whatever um, phenomenon that is B cell trivial. Really, you can think of it's just something that people discuss now. We just opened a huge box of new possibilities. Most definitely, yeah. This is so much to look forward to, and I wanted to first thank you for your time today. <laughs> I know this is such, is such a busy time, but I also wanted to say thank you so much for your passion and you and your patients. Uh, willingness to take the leap of faith. It's definitely really exciting. So we'll definitely follow up with you next year around November and Ash and everything. So thank you so much, Dr. Mueller. Thank you very much for your time. It's always a pleasure. Um, it's important to talk about that stuff.